Hey folks, and welcome to the Musculoskeletal Minute podcast by basicsoforthodontics.com. We aim to boost your musculoskeletal knowledge and increase your confidence in caring for orthopedic conditions through educational and informative discussion. I'm your host and longtime physician assistant in orthopedics, Jason Coggins. Good afternoon, folks. It's me, Jason. I'm back after a brief hiatus uh, thanks to coronavirus. I didn't personally have it, but you know the whole world's been turned upside down. So uh, I've been adjusting to some different things during this time period and, and uh, creating the podcast uh, has uh, slid off the table for a little while. Now I'm putting it back on. Uh, I've talked a lot about the knee in this podcast, which is my favorite joint. So that's why I kind of started off with that. But recently, I've been invited to give a talk at a conference later this summer, and I've been asked to talk about uh, a spine topic. Uh, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet, so I've been reviewing uh, different uh, materials and topics and uh, been reviewing cervical spine anatomy recently. So that's what I want to start off with, and hopefully through doing this, I'll be inspired to uh, come up with a specific topic for my talk. But... Cervical spine uh, anatomy, we'll start off with the bony anatomy. The uh, cervical spine is made up of seven cervical vertebrae, uh, cervical spine vertebrae one through seven. Uh, Three through seven are very similar in their uh, anatomical structures, but C1 and C2 anatomically are quite unique. Uh, C1, which is also known as Atlas, uh, or the Atlas, after uh, the mythological god or demigod, uh, is made up of anterior and posterior arches as well as their tubercles. Uh, it's, it has uh, right and left transverse processes as well as lateral masses. And then on those is the superior and inferior articular facets. And uh, one anatomic structure that the atlas has that no other vertebrae has is another uh, anterior facet for the dens uh, or the odontoid process, which is part of the C2, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, if you notice one thing I did not mention, uh, C1 having is a spinous process. So uh, C1 does not have a spinous process. So that's what makes C1 unique. And um, the superior and inferior articulating facets that I mentioned, those are what connect with the occiput above and uh, C2 below. And then also there's the anterior facet for the dens of C2. C2, uh, also known as the axis, uh, it's made up of the body, right and left transverse processes, as well as their corresponding pedicles, uh, laminae, and then there's also superior and inferior articulating facets. C2 does have a spinous process, uh, but the additional anatomy that makes the axis special is uh, the presence of that dens, uh, which looks like if you stick your thumb up it looks like a thumb coming off of the um, uh, anterior portion of that um, that vertebrae that sticks up into the ring formed by the uh, atlas or c1 and it articulates with that uh, anterior uh, facet of c1 that's what allows uh, our cervical or a good portion of our cervical rotation so C3 through 7, as I mentioned earlier, uh, their anatomy is very similar. And they're made up of the body, which we all know is the, the main portion of the vertebrae anteriorly. 
there are right and left transverse processes, uh, pedicles, right and left laminae, and then it also has superior and inferior articulating facets, uh, and then the spinous process protrusion posteriorly. So the opening, which I should have mentioned with the uh, C1 and C2, but the central uh, opening, or that vertebral uh, foramen, uh, running through at C3 through C7 is made up by the posterior portion of the body, the pedicles, uh, and the lamina extending into the spinous process. So that ring is where the uh, spinal cord uh, traverses through. I'm not going to delve too much into the muscular anatomy as I like to stick to um, aspects of anatomy that are, are clinically relevant and to really delve into all the smaller muscles of the, the neck really don't, um, in my opinion, achieve a purpose uh, clinically. Um, so I'm going to stick to just simply what, uh, or, or refer to the more as groups than anything else. So we have think of our, our cervical spine motion. There's uh, cervical flexion, so bringing the chin to the chest. Extension uh, is looking up at the ceiling. Rotation to both sides, and then you have lateral flexion to both sides, or uh, taking your ear towards your shoulder bilaterally. So our flexors, um, our main flexor is the sternocleidomastoid muscles, uh, which uh, run from our mastoid process to our um, sternum and clavicle, uh, hence the name sternocleidomastoid, and it functions both unilaterally and bilaterally, and when it does so, uh, it, it creates different movements, but uh, when they contract simultaneously, uh, that creates cervical flexion. Uh, cervical extension, uh, I generally refer to uh, cervical extension musculature as being the paraspinal musculature or the cervical extensors, and that's made up of several muscles, uh, specifically the splenius, the semispinalis, and the capitis. And moving on to the rotators, uh, here comes that uh, sternocleidomastoid again. So again, when they contract um, together on both sides, it creates cervical flexion, but when it contracts unilaterally, it creates cervical rotation to the opposite side that contracts. So if my right sternocleidomastoid contracts, it enables me to look to my left. And then finally, there's uh, lateral flexion. And for lateral flexion, there's really three um, muscles, but again, I refer to them more as a group, so the lateral flexors. And those are the scalenus, uh, anticus, the medius, and then the posticus, or scalenes. Moving from the muscular anatomy to the ligamentous anatomy, um, which may have been better off uh, done after the bony anatomy, but uh, we'll go ahead and uh, discuss it now. Uh, there's several important uh, ligaments in the, the cervical spine. And starting off uh, with the anterior longitudinal ligament, if you pay attention to the name, it kind of tells you a lot about... Um, where it is and, and kind of its function if you understand where it is in relation to the vertebrae themselves. Uh, but with the anterior longitudinal ligament, it's on the anterior portion of the vertebral body and it runs the entire length. Uh, then you have the posterior longitudinal ligament, uh, which is on the posterior side of the vertebral body in the spinal canal. <clears throat> and then on the back side of the arch uh, that is formed uh, by the... Uh, pedicles and the lamina and the spinous process is the ligamentum flavum. 
And then you have the intervertebral ligaments, uh, the interspinous ligaments and the intertransverse ligaments. And those, uh, by their name, the interspinous ligaments attach one spinous process to the one above and below. And then there's the intertransverse, which attaches uh, to uh, the uh, transverse processes above and below. And those ligaments are important when you start discussing traumatic injuries and uh, you know, particularly whiplash type injuries and then uh, chronic instability issues. And then the final aspect of the anatomy that I'm going to discuss is the neuroanatomy. So as I mentioned before, the spinal cord, which runs from the brain all the way down uh, the spinal canal, <clears throat> which is created by the uh, vertebral foramen, has uh, nerve roots that branch off at each level. The uh, cervical uh, spinal cord uh, has more nerve roots than it has uh, vertebrae. And that is because uh, the cervical nerve roots initiate um, before the vertebrae does. So C1, or the first cervical uh, nerve root, exits the spinal cord above C1, and then C2 above C2. And it goes all the way down, and the final cervical nerve root is C8, but as I mentioned before, there's only seven cervical vertebrae. So C8 nerve root exits the spinal canal in between C7 and T1. So that's important to understand when you're talking about uh, neuroanatomy and the cervical spine and evaluating uh, for uh, cervical spine conditions, <clears throat> particularly, particularly when you start... Um, looking at uh, dermatomal and myotomal patterns. And then um, I mentioned neuroanatomy would be discussed uh, finally, but I did forget one uh, very important anatomic structure to discuss when we're talking about cervical spine, and that's the intervertebral disc. And the intervertebral disc, as the name alludes, is a, a disc, a, a, it's a fibrous uh, disc that's in between each uh, cervical vertebrae. And it has two layers. Uh, it has an outer fibrous uh, thick layer uh, called the annulus fibrosus. And that thick annular layer uh, encompasses a gelatinous center uh, that's called the nucleus pulposus. And I, I really like using the analogy of a jelly donut uh, when I'm talking to patients about this because it's very uh, similar in its structure. So that's our breakdown of basic cervical anatomy. Um, I encourage you to, to listen to this and then go pick up your old anatomy textbook, or if you're a student, pick up your current anatomy textbook, or if you don't have an anatomy textbook, uh, just jump online and look at these structures, look at how they um, connect with one another, think about uh, the movements and how they move, and uh, later on uh, I'm going to do uh, some additional um, segments in which we talk about uh, various uh, cervical spine conditions. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope this has been a good refresher for some and uh, a good adjunct uh, bit of information for others. Uh, I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or concerns or want to chat about anything. You can contact me at um, jason at basicsofortho.com or you can go to the website basicsofortho.com and uh, uh, submit a uh, question through that or a post in the forum.
Thank you for listening. I've uh, had fun putting this out for you, and I look forward to doing more. Uh, Please join me next time. Thank you for joining in for another informative podcast. I trust that you have found value in our discussion, and I look forward to having you join me for the next episode of the Musculoskeletal Minute. See you then. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. Also, visit and join our website, basicsofortho.com, and check out the informative videos on and subscribe to our YouTube channel.